afternoon. I hope you guys been having a wonderful day. I know I have, and it's been a very fun week, and we're coming into the month of February. So all of you with loved ones, get ready to spend some money and see a lot of red and pink. I already know all the stores are getting ready, and I'm just waiting for the day after Valentine's Day so I can get those chocolate bars, M&Ms, at an extreme discount. Just like Easter. At this point, Easter, Valentine's Day, this is like a dentist's paradise here. They already know this is cavity season, and they're going to make some really good money. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. In today's episode, we'll be talking about something I have been wanting to talk about for a while now, and that is the Nemesis System and why and how it has severely been underused. Now, for all of you who don't know, the Nemesis system was developed by Monolith Productions, which is a developer under Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Monolith Productions was a small developer that produced smaller type games, usually for PC, didn't make anything big until after they were brought by Warner Brothers in 2004, and they were responsible for making Matrix Online. From there, they would make okay games games, but nothing really that would get them seen as a big developer until 2014 when they made Shadow of Mordor. The game was very well received and introduced to the world something called the Nemesis System, which was greatly expanded upon in the sequel Shadow of War. And I get what you're saying, what is the Nemesis System? And if I had to describe it in one word, it would probably be improvisation or improv. The Nemesis System was, with the help of AI of course, would generally uh, generate random events and encounters based on the player's specific game style to try to not only counter them, but develop a side story at random that was outside the normal one written for the game. Both Mordor games were perfect for this type of game because you basically played a death walker, someone who could be brought back from death and could never truly die. And in that way, it became something really, really cool. In the game, you had different types of enemies, but the most common ones were orcs. When an orc killed you, whether it be a grunt, a higher ranked soldier, it would gain more experience and actually level up. Yes, the orc would level up, making it more powerful. They could choose not to kill you once they bring your health down to a certain point and just humiliate you, leaving you almost dead while giving them a boost. This allowed for random encounters to occur, basically them showing up because they then they will be given a name. Imagine playing the game and you come across an orc who killed you. They recognized you, mocked you for trying to come at them again. That is pretty cool. But the orc who killed you basically receives a big power up after they either kill you or humiliate you, making them more powerful than the last time you faced them. And the best part was these types of encounters would be at random and the power-ups they got were basically counters to your playstyle as well. And because there was a hierarchy in place, you could kind of keep track of who was the most powerful enemy in a certain area. But that's not even the best part. These enemies can change because when an enemy gains more power by ranking up, especially by killing you, they can kill the person above them, take over the role, which will basically allow another orc that was below them to take over the previous role. And if you were prepping to kill an orc and kind of practicing a different type of playstyle, and now a different orc 
with a whole different set of power show up and one that you can't really counter, it made for some interesting gameplay. And this was super inventive because of how creative it made the game. Like I said before, if I had to describe the Nemesis system, it would be improv. And for those of you who have never taken improv, there is basically one rule, and that is basically yes and. So what yes and is, is that will someone come up with a line, a different situation, and you have to go along with it, no matter what the situation is. If I had a, if you guys like watching TV shows, I would definitely uh, watch whose line is it anyway. And that's basically improv. It's very funny and it's really great for actors and comedians to kind of build up their repertoire, if you will. So this system basically took the yes and and put it to another level. And the nemesis system attempts to make sure that even if you attempt to kill the enemy that you've been chasing, it may not work. At times, they would counter uh, death blow and attempt to make a run for it, making you attempt to chase them and you praying that you're fast enough to get to them and not low on health and also hoping to God that you don't run into another group while chasing this guy because that's the last thing you need. Running into a low ranking group of orcs or enemies and them taking advantage that you are low on health and killing you making a whole huge enemy another one. Or another enemy orc comes in and saves the orc you're about to kill by attacking you. And now you have two different officer orcs to deal with. And that's not even the crazy part. Let's say you end up killing the enemy orc you've been chasing, you've been practicing again, you kill them. Here's the thing, they may not stay dead. I've had several situations where I killed an orc enemy who has killed me several times because they were an archer who could use poison on me and kept its distance while I worked on the other enemies. Trust me, I made sure to come after them after several failed attempts and I finally got this dude, slayed them. I thought this was the end, but you know what happened an hour later? The dude came back after I beheaded him. How? No idea. I thought he was dead, but he came back more powerful than before. And here's the other thing. He was immune from the previous way I killed him, so I had to find another way to kill him while he was more powerful and a lot more faster than before. Like I said, it created different situations and different stories that made you want to play more because here's the thing, it wasn't written. And whenever I talked to my friends about it, they didn't have the same problem. They had a different problem because they had a different playstyle. And the AI made sure to adapt so everyone felt like they were doing their own story. But also, there was an alternative besides killing these guys. In the game, you basically had to, the power before killing these soldiers to turn them onto your side. This would allow you to build an army so when you raided a warlord's base or fortress, you would have a better chance at killing them and succeeding. Now the best part is that turning them over to work with you wouldn't guarantee that they wouldn't betray you at some point later. And there was also a chance when you were almost about to die uh, your turned enemy can come in and save you from getting killed and join the fight to help you. Like I said, you couldn't tell what would happen because everything would be at random. These types of encounters would give each player a unique experience. And it was awesome. You could log into your friend's account and play their game and find that there's a different hierarchy and the orcs are not the same and they're dealing with a whole different situations. I loved it because whenever we talked about this game or talked about the situations, it would never be the same. It's not like picking up Assassin's Creed and be like, oh, I'm at this level. Oh, I'm dealing with this 
side mission right now. Sure, the main story was the same, but these different side missions with these different orcs just created its own story and it was cool having to hear someone talk about how they had to adapt to kill this guy and how their friends saved them are different stuff as well. And even if you leave them alone, let's say that an orc killed you, you decide, you know what, bygones be got bygones, you're gonna leave them alone. They have a chance to become more powerful in the background and just become a bigger problem later. Now, before anyone starts wondering, the lines were not generated by AI, because like I said before, these orcs would mock you, and these, uh, while these enemy encounters were made by AI, uh, the devs were smart and used voice actors to come up with several different situations, different voices, and all that stuff, and the AI would pick which voices to use. It was pretty cool and honestly creative. The game felt so alive and very adaptable. All in all, this was a great system that easily could have been used to make other games more creative. Think about it. Think about you like you're doing a racing game and the Nemesis system is in place. They find your style of racing and is able to adapt and now it's a lot harder because you're actually having to race with smart opponents. Let's say a fighting game. You're fighting somebody, you get defeated. Now they kind of know your play style and will adapt so you have to figure out. This could revolutionize gaming because the AI will adapt to you, play against you. So now you're having a better experience than having just to fight a one-two and oh look the enemy, you don't know what the enemy is going to do so I don't really have to think that hard or adapt. Think of a Dark Souls game like this. The enemy knows your style of attack and now it could counter you. You know how crazy Elden Ring and any of the Dark Souls games would have been if they were to use the nemesis system like that? Oh my god, the playthroughs would be insane. It would be amazing though. And you're probably wondering why none of you have heard of the nemesis system or why this nemesis system hasn't appeared since 2017. And that's because Warner Brothers copyrighted the system, which is understandable because it's theirs. They're the one who made it. They're the ones who invest money to make it. But it's been seven years since the last game had used it. And the next game to reportedly is going to use it is a Wonder Woman game that has been unannounced and there's not really any updates. And before I hear any complaints, I'm not complaining that it is being used in a Wonder Woman game. My complaint is that Warner Brothers hasn't used it since 2017 and has basically shelved it. You know how much they could have used this for other games or have, or even this, just make a income fee or make a one-time fee for other studios to use it and gain some money. This is a very powerful and impressive system. And if they wait too long, it's be gonna it's gonna become obsolete. And that's what sucks. This was basically the ultimate story generator of its time that can be used in other titles to tell a better story. Other games could have implemented in a way where your character doesn't even have to die like it does in this one for a random encounter to happen. That's what I'm saying. They could adapt it, improve if they keep on working on it, but because Warner Bros 
Brothers decide to shelve it and not allow anybody else to work on it, it's basically just picking up dust until someone comes up with a better and more systematic way that isn't going to be sued because Warner Brothers is like, hey, you basically copy and pasted the Nemesis system. But Warner Brothers wants to be Warner Brothers and make a very questionable decision. And honestly, a lot of their decision making when it comes to games have been questionable, especially with the new release of not only Gotham Knights, but more recently, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. It's been crazy what Warner Brothers Interactive wants to be and wants to do for the future of gaming. And honestly, whoever's in charge and over at WB Interactive needs to be fired. There needs to be new blood making decisions because this is not going to bode well for the future of Warner Brothers, especially considering how badly received the past two games have been and that they have a nemesis system which probably could have held both games in several different type of situations. But here's the thing, it's not only their lack of use of the nemesis system, it's the fact that they also want to just focus on making live service games. They have to know that's not what people want or even if they attempt to pull a destiny, they gotta have a better IP for its use. Do something if you want to do a live service game. Heck, do Lord of the Rings. It would have been a lot better than freaking Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I mean, the writing there, the plot holes, it's just a mess. And honestly, I'm getting really frustrated with Warner Brothers because I think they are more responsible of what happened with Suicide Squad kills the Justice League than Rocksteady. And it's sad to see a great studio fall from its grace. But anyway, that's it talking about Warner Brothers and the Nemesis system. Like I said this was something I wanted to talk about for a long time because the nemesis system isn't brought up in conversation before and it's a shame a lot of good systems get shelved when they should be able to flourish and hopefully Wonder Brothers sees the error of its ways or they really impress us with this Wonder Woman game but with how the past two games have gone I really doubt that's going to happen and uh, I used to get excited to hear about Wonder Brothers making a game I mean especially like a DC game I still remember playing my PlayStation 2 and having Batman Vengeance or Batman Begins or Arkham Asylum, Arkham uh, Knight, Arkham City, like stuff like that used to get me excited. But now I dread anything coming out of Warner Brothers when it comes to DC in games because it's it's not going to end well. I can already tell. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed learning about the Nemesis system, especially if you didn't know about it before. I hope to see you guys next week and I hope you guys have a blessed one. See you later. Sayonara. And have a good one. Goodbye.